I've seen you bent over spraying butt mace into your a hole. <laughs> Welcome back to Give It To Me Straight. <laughs> I need to start recording your face so that My facial everyone expressions. can see your closed eyes. Just do like a bunch of little clips. Nope. Oh, just, <laughs> just my one. face. Does it look like I'm about to poop a poop? Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. How does my voice sound after uh, vacation? Pretty rough. I feel like not as bad as it usually does. It take, it'll take me a minute to warm up. Well, you were in the water a lot, so you weren't screaming as much. What, do you, what does that have to do with anything? I could scream in the water. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just I feel like you weren't conversing very loudly. I feel like I was the whole time. Well, everyone, basically, you're going to have leftover John and Alex today. Yeah, post-vacation John and Alex, which is, uh, we're, I wouldn't say we're sunburned. We were very good with keeping up with our SPF. I got pretty burnt, though, like the first day, I feel like. And then after that, I was very cautious. Yeah. But... Yeah, basically a seven-day binger of drinking and eating and sitting out in the sun. We needed it for sure. We but. needed it. That's the thing that I hate about. I mean, like I love those those trips, but like there, you. I feel like we want to do like something relaxing, you know, like where we're not destroying our bodies. We've never done that either. Any trip we've ever gone, it's like either an all-inclusive or it's like a party trip. So I feel like it's like we think we're in college. We're like we could handle this all day long. I know. We can't. I think one day of like partying and then the rest of the time, like you're adventuring or traveling or like, hiking, you know? I wonder when I'm going to be the person who like goes on a trip and comes home relaxed and refreshed. <laughs> Is that, does anyone? Does, does anyone? That, I don't know. Don't you need like a vacation from the vacation? I mean, yeah, people say that, but I'm curious. Like, do people actually go on vacation and they're like, wow. Oh, like feel revitalized yeah. afterwards. And not know. like exhausted. I'm not sure. I don't know. But like, is it just us? People are probably like, yeah, guys, it's just you. <laughs> I don't know. We've just had a crazy year. Like we needed what we just did. Yeah, very true. So we went to St. Thomas. Very cool island. Um, I do feel like seven days is a lot, especially when you're drinking and partying. I feel like it was six. I don't think it was seven. Okay, six. Yeah. I just feel like if you're, when you're on an island and you're doing that, it's like, okay, I can't, I can't be out in the sun any longer. Right. Towards the end, we were all like covering ourselves up with blankets. I don't even think I left the deck the last day. I'm like, I can't go out in the sun. Yeah, no. I'm going to stay right here. You did not. But um, let's go through your highs and lows. Is your low me dragging you through the abandoned hotel? I, I know. I'm so stupid. I can't believe I didn't say that. Yeah, my <laughs> low is Alex made me do this like haunted hotel abandoned tour. It wasn't tour. haunted. It seemed haunted to me. It was just been abandoned. So at St. Thomas, there's this... Hotel, the Wyndham. Is it a Wyndham? <laughs> Wyndham. Wyndham. It's a Wyndham. <laughs> the brand Wyndham. It was a hotel there. Got taken out by hurricane like 2018. Some of you guys might have been there because I feel like a lot of people, because it had been around for like 20 or 30 years, something crazy like that. But it was called Sugar Bay Resort in St. Thomas. And then when Hurricane Irma happened, it closed down because there was a lot. It's like right on the water. So I think that there was a lot of like water damage, structural damage. Then they got a loan. This is what we heard from the locals there. They got a $17 million loan and the owner has never used it. They basically took the money and ran, but they still own the hotel. So they just never fixed it up. And I guess that there have been a lot of investors who are interested in purchasing the hotel, but the owners won't sell it without having shares in the hotel. So 
ultimately it closed because of the hurricane and they stay closed because of greed like greed it's just crazy bunch of assholes yeah so uh it was like right next door to where we were staying and obviously we were like oh yeah we, it, we gotta go explore it definitely didn't help that so from our balcony where we stayed it was facing the hotel so Alex got to stare at it every night and it just made her having more thrill-seeking vibes to go see it. And I'm like, I'm the complete opposite of Alex. Alex is just such a thrill-seeker. Like, this is all she wants to do. I'm here to relax and chill. I'm not here to do mischievous shit. But it wasn't, it was like it very was chill. No, not really. Like Very it was chill. We had to go through like this rock formation, hike it to like get to this hotel unless you want to swim around through the ocean. Yeah, so we just like climbed over some rocks. And then walked right onto the resort. I like how you're downplaying what I'm saying. This is my take on this. <laughs> Going through this like jungle to get there. I'm like just not trying to do this. But when my baby wants, my baby gets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it took so long. So at first it was just me and my two friends who went. Two girls. The guys, you guys were all just like, no, we're not doing it. You were like, we'll stay. We'll stay and watch. I'm old. I don't need to, you know, I'm fine. Coming from the guy who's like, oh, I'm going to do extreme mountain biking. You're old. <laughs> oh, my God. But and it was really cool. It was crazy, like, walking through it. I mean, I, I don't know if maybe I'm missing, like, the fear emotion because I wasn't scared, like, really at all. But I feel like if you were, like, go down that dark hallway, I wouldn't. But it was very well lit. Yeah, I feel like your executive functioning is kind of off a little <laughs> bit. Like, there was a like glass broken that like led right into the building, into the lobby. And it was pretty dark, but... Alex didn't skip a beat. She's just going around the whole hotel. Like, John, come over here, film me doing this. Or you sit over here. And I'm like, I just want to get the fuck out of there. John the whole time is like shitting his pants, sweating. Like, Please, let's leave. Let's leave. Not feeling this energy. I'm like, I do not agree to this energy. Had I seen, apparently there's a scary movie about it called The Resort, where like four kids go to an abandoned resort that's haunted in Hawaii. This one is, isn't haunted though, that I know of. Either way, I mean, it was a really cool experience, but sad because I know a lot of the people who live there said it was an amazing place to work. It provided a lot of jobs and it was just like a cool place to vacation. It's unfortunate what greed does, but- yeah. Going back, that's my fucking low. You're you're my low in the things you want to do. Scare well, me. That's my high. My high also <laughs> is not getting swollen ankles on this trip. Like well, coming did. home. You did. One night I did. But whenever I travel, because like my diet isn't the same, I'm out in the sun, like I'm not hydrating as much as I should. My ankles, I just have really bad circulation in my feet. They just swell up. Like I get the worst swollen feet. It looks like you got stung. Yeah, like that one night my feet looked like I was having a reaction and it felt like it. I was very uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy that you were okay because I know you were in a little pain there. Well, on my bachelorette party, I have a before and after photo of my ankles and it is just my my ankles were like pillowing yeah, like, over you ankles. Yeah, and they were pillowing over my socks and my sneakers. Like they were oozing out of my pants. That is so crazy. I don't know why that happens. Probably just like diet and maybe my body is just If anyone knows why that why her ankles do that, let us know. Bad <laughs> probably like you have a heart condition. Probably. What's your high? My high is that like, you know, we survived our flight. I feel like everyone we talked to was like, "Oh, you're going on spirit. You better watch out." blah 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 and like Thankfully, we didn't hit a lot of turbulence. Nothing wrong with the plane. If our flight was any longer than what it was, I would not have wanted to fly Spirit because it is very uncomfortable and you have to pay literally for everything. Oh, 
that you know that is my other low too. I didn't know the fucking Our pound. Yeah. yeah, like most weight is like fifty pounds, sixty pounds, like weight mm. limit for your luggage and spirits is like forty. I know that already we had to pay for one like checked bag and then I didn't know the weight limit thing on it. So then and we were 19 pounds over. Oh, yeah. There was no way that we were just going to be able to like cut down that weight. I was like, fuck it. We're just going to have to pay the heavy fee. Right. I know. But and the seats don't recline at all. Well, again, you're flying spirit. We're like literally just like trying to get there from point A to point B. But like, they had the fastest flight pattern. Spirit's like one layover and then we're there. So as a, yeah. But, That's what I mean. I think that like it was the quickest, most convenient flight out of all of them. Right. Right. Uh, okay. Well, on top of that, then my low would be that Spirit didn't fuel the plane fully, oh, right. fully on the way home. And they just casually were like, we're just going to take a pit stop in Puerto Rico and refuel because uh, with the amount of weight we have on the plane, we we won't make it. Like, <laughs> What, like, did, what did you what did how, you expect the weight to be? Yeah, like how did you not plan for this? What do you mean? And like, could you not fuel? I think that they didn't have enough fuel in St. Thomas to fuel. So they were like, oh, we're just going to like hop, skip over to Puerto Rico because it's not that far. I don't know. That was, that was cr- kind of crazy. But whatever. You know, we made it on time. We made our connector. We're home now. We made it. You know what? I feel like a record for me was unpacking and doing my laundry within 24 hours of being home you didn't do the laundry i did i pulled all the clothes out and i put in the wash and then i also folded it no oh you folded your part yeah okay i'm talking about me and also the fact that i unpacked my side i'm proud of myself well done alex yeah i am because usually i would leave that shit for like a week yeah but it all smelled like we had to we had so many so much wet yeah (laughs) because like we went the last day to the resort and then it started pouring on our way back. So all of our clothes were soaked. From the haunted house resort. Yeah. It wasn't haunted. Okay. But we did it and it's done. And now it's like, aren't you so glad you did it? I'm like, no, <laughs> this did nothing for me. It didn't? <laughs> like, yes, it did. Like, you're glad you went. The only reason I went is because I'm a good husband. Words of affirmation. But all because I didn't want you to get attacked. I thought there was you let be, me go the first day without I you. I thought there was going to be like, you know, people doing drugs in there and stuff. You let I, me didn't, go. I, I didn't want you to get you let me go by myself. Well, you had other people with you. Yeah. This but time you're like, I'm going to go by myself. I'm like, OK, I'll go. I'm here for you. OK, thank you for my ride. My, my ride or die, baby. All right. Anyways, highs and lows done. Topic today. What is it, Alex? <laughs> I feel like every time you ask me for the topic, it's because you forget what it is. Well, I know the gist of it, but then I don't say it in a cool way. way. (laughs) I want to see how you say it. Let's go. All right. It's um, we're going to talk about when being comfortable is too comfortable with your significant other. What is too comfortable? Right. What I just said. Yeah. (laughs) Great job. Because I feel like every couple has a different threshold of like, what type of mysteries they keep in their relationship. You know, like some people don't fart in front of one another. And if you don't, that's, I don't know how you do it. You have to be a very uncomfortable person if you're not farting in oh, front yeah. of your Seriously, you, you would have to go to the hospital for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, you know, some people won't pop their significant other's pimples, which is fine. I get that. Or like, I don't know. I just feel like everyone has certain things that they're comfortable with and not comfortable. So like, what do you think in the beginning of a relationship is... Like what? Like what are the levels I think of it's just comfortability? Like, what's your boundaries? Yeah. Like my boundary, which this should have been my low. I wrote it down. And I forgot. Like my boundary with you is, Alex is starting to like poop with me in the bathroom. You say that, but it's 
it was a it was once and it was a it surprise poop because I was pooping. I, I was, thought you were gonna be like it was a surprise, like you were purposely trying to surprise <laughs> me. Surprise! No, I was peeing and I was like, oh, I think I have to poop. And then John walked into the bathroom because I pee with the door open. And no, 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 no. I was getting out of the shower. I was getting out of the shower at my parents' house. You're like, mm, I gotta poop now. I'm like, oh, let me vacate the premises real quick. Was that it? I don't that, think that's how it went. This is and the second time. So this is twice within the past two weeks. John, again, it's not like I'm trying to do it purposely. I've seen you bent over spraying butt mace into your a-hole. <laughs> if any of you have never used the, the, like, it's like a jock itch spray. Like, if you ever, like, ass chafing, I, I got a fat ass, baby. So anytime my butt chafes, I spray this, like, fire extinguisher spray on there. That's essentially what it is. Basically. It's like this thick... This thick powdery spray. <laughs> but it, does it put out the fire? It puts out crack? the fire. It puts out the fire. I'll tell you what. Well, it turns me off. So <laughs> just like boundaries. So basically this topic should be about boundaries, not a. Uh... All right. So, John, like you purposely, though, do it like you don't care if I'm around or not. Like I did. I did not mean to take dumps in front of you those were accidents okay so we both have that boundary i'm glad we can uh, decipher yeah that. i'm not like going out of my way being like oh john's in the bathroom let me take a dump <laughs> like i don't want to watch you poop anyways also because i feel like guys sitting on toilets are so much more vulnerable like your dick's just sitting there <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh did you hear the, the same thing with dogs right when oh, dogs like, shit, like they want you to be facing. Well, like no, when you're when like you're walking your dog, you're protecting them because like it's their most vulnerable state is when they're going to the bathroom. So that's why they say dogs will watch you in the bathroom because they're like protecting you. They're returning the favor. We'll uh, we'll just leave that there where we know like we hit our limit. So uh, have you ever been around? Have you ever been in a relationship where like? you don't feel comfortable like i think any of them with, in the beginning with your bodily functions of course yeah. definitely in the beginning and then i warm up to it afterwards because right. like i got i always got a lot going on in my stomach i always got a fart i always <laughs> got a poop like that's just me i think that's the worst part about like dating i remember like breaking up with exes and then having to get back into the dating game and being like gosh i'm gonna have to go through this whole cycle again of like <laughs> the awkwardness the of like your hygiene Th that does suck though like that's always on the forefront of your mind like i have to go through all these steps again again yeah but it mostly that's why we won't that. that's why we won't get divorced just out of sheer laziness right so i feel like there's a whole list though of you know what is too comfortable so it's not just like farting and burping in front of one another which again i don't think is anything that should happen that's in the just beginning. our that's our line yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i just think that some people have different boundaries for that like and if you, if you do that too soon in a relationship, it can turn you off. And like, again, we're, we're married. We've been together for years. So like you farting around me is not going to be a deal breaker. But if someone was doing that without apologizing or, you know, making it like if they were just doing it because they were like, oh, I got to just like not taking the other person in consideration yeah, when you like, don't really know how that person is like yet. It, maybe in the beginning, I just feel like it's rude to right. just like let your bodily functions just do their thing. Like, what are some other things that you would categorize as getting too comfortable? And this also isn't about in the beginning of a relationship. It could be, honestly, when you're in a relationship for too long, like not too long, but like longer into a relationship where you kind of lose sight of things that you were doing in the beginning where, you know, maybe... 
Like the romance is dead. Right. This, the flame's gone and you're kind of just like going through the motions where mm-hmm. maybe you guys aren't doing date night anymore. Or when you make dinner, you're not eating together at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Just like little things like that where like that you used to prioritize, you might not be prioritizing anymore. Essentially just keeping the flame alive. But yeah, I think the little things do add up. Like you might not think those are big like going to bed at the same time or dressing up and doing something together or kissing each other goodbye. I think those little things that you may be like, that's whatever, you know, they do add up to where these were things you probably were doing in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so just being self-aware of that is going to be really important to keeping that relationship strong and like flame, I guess, which that's, that's not really what we're trying to talk about, but just kind of realizing those things that need to be revamped in your life. Well, we do have an episode, like one of the first ones that we did was keeping the flame alive. But I think that this goes into more like, like letting it die essentially, like, (laughs) you know, and how to recognize that, like taking care of yourself. Like, I just feel like in the beginning of relationships, you go the extra mile to try to be attractive to your partner. And then I think sometimes when you get too comfortable, you don't give a fuck anymore. And there's a time and a place. Like, obviously, I'm not dressing to the nines all the time to be like, let me impress John. But I do want to take care of myself so that I personally feel confident around you. So I feel sexy for you. Like, we say that all the time. Like, we want to keep each other interested in whatever that means to us. So for me, that's being confident. And what helps me do that is taking care of my body, eating healthy, working out. Right. It's kind of funny, though, how the topics of keeping that flame hot and like not letting the flame die really correlate together. Well, it's essentially the same thing. Keep Like keeping the flame alive is also the same as not letting it die. (laughs) But like you mean how like (laughs) getting too comfortable is saying like, you know, how do you keep that flame alive? Because a lot of times you do get into a groove of life you get too comfortable and it's hard to keep the flame alive. So not doing date nights or not. Just like everything correlates. And if one person feels like, you know, the spark's kind of dying, that's going that you need to look at all the factors. And one of the factors probably is someone's getting too comfortable. But it's it's a two way street, right? Like it's not. I'm sure there's a reason why someone or both of them may be getting too comfortable with something. And I think you need to take a step back, look at it reassess and figure out where they can figure out how to adjust some things in their life revitalize right but again i think it it ultimately comes down to what you're willing to bring into a relationship and boundaries like if you were to tell me girls don't fart that's gross that turns me off i'd be like well then you can't fucking fart my friend like (laughs) there there's just things where like you can't hold your partner to a standard that you're not willing to meet oh i 100 agree you know so again when it comes to letting yourself go and hitting the gym. It's like, what are you doing? What are you bringing to the table? Like cooking, cleaning in the house, all these different responsibilities. Like, again, you just, it's about communicating and being fair to your partner. Like, what are you? Yes, I 100% agree. You both need to hold each other accountable and do the same things or because it's not a one-way street. Don't poop in front of me. I won't poop in front of you. (laughs) Fucking deal. (laughs) You know what? uh, One thing that's, a boundary for me that I don't think I would ever do purposely because I know I've done this on accident without knowing use your toothbrush like that is too disgusting for me well yeah I would hope not even though you've done it multiple times but I know sometimes you can't see so (laughs) like I would I would use like I'm trying to think of like things that I would use like 
I would use a towel that you used. I wouldn't use a washcloth. I would use a hairbrush, never a toothbrush. We use each other's deodorant. I would use your deodorant. Right, yeah. I think just avoiding the toothbrush for me. That's about it. Ew. Have you ever witnessed a couple that is like way too close or comfortable with each other and you're like, what? Why? You guys do that? I almost feel like that borderlines on like inappropriate PDA. Sometimes when I'm like, I don't think that PDA, let me pop your zit, lick the zit, and then kiss your okay, face. No one's licking zits, John. <laughs> I don't think that that's popping a zit is PDA. I don't think PDA has anything to do with like how comfortable. Well, I'm talking about like comfortable, comfortable. Like, say, what was that thing I sent you from College Humor where it's like the couple that's too comfortable? Oh, they're like picking in each other's teeth. Like in front of people. Yeah. I know it was like jokingly too far, but like he'll, if he we stood remember, up, like pulled his pants down. If and we she, remember, I'll post it on the story. Oh, you but, don't post anything. We talk about it on the podcast. You're like, oh, I'm going to post this. And then you I forget. And then you forget. I'm sorry. Uh, there is also a scene in This is 40 when Paul Rudd has his legs spread in that movie. Oh, and he wants her to check for his uh, hemorrhoid. Like, is this a hemorrhoid? And she's like, can we just keep just a shred of mystery in our relationship? Oh, if it's health related, you better get in there. I mean, if I think I have a hemorrhoid in my my butthole, my anus, you better take a look at it. Okay, well then, if actually no, I was gonna say if I'm popping out a kid, I do not want you on the other side. I don't know. I don't know if I would. What? Well, I'm saying like, if I got the option, would I look or would I not look? I wouldn't want you to look because I I I you just think like, it would like wreck me. Yeah, like I wouldn't want you to like see the horror of that. Like I want you to look at my pussy like you still like it. <laughs> All right, I'll like it either way. All right, Alex, what are we moving on to now? Dating nightmares. So let's see what we have. I once had a guy tell me my hips would be great for bearing his eight kids he wanted. I feel like guys are so aggressive in the beginning. They're like, I'm going to buy you an island. I'm going to I'm gonna give you my seed. Yeah, I think that it's like, is, is it like a tactic to try to get someone to like, Fuck you. Like, what? Like, why do you guys think that? I think guys have all the emotions in the beginning and then it slowly dies. No, but like for the first two dates, like it's, oh, you're going to love my friend, yada, yada. Like, oh, when we go to this wedding right. next summer and it's like. All the endorphins and everything are like just we've been together out. for like, this is our second date and you're telling me about this wedding that you're going to take me to next year. Like, I think guys in the beginning when they're excited probably have a harder time um, controlling their emotions. But do you think it's that? Like, do you actually believe that you're going to take this person to the to a wedding? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they're like, this is it. And this then is what, my future queen. And then what? We're doing you, all the things. I think women are more reserved than men are in the beginning. And then it just, they're just like, actually, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't know. I think so. So you think that they, they mean it when they're like, I'm going to take you to this wedding. I mean, I said random shit to you in the beginning. Sign your name. This... this <laughs> Yep, that's actually true. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but I knew right away. I was like, this crazy mofo. I, I feel like some girls eat that up, though. And I feel like that's that's the trap. You Maybe. know, they're like, oh, my God, he was talking about my babies, us having babies and living in I never said that, though. Bali together. Like date number three, you were like, sign these paintings <laughs> with my last name so we could hang them in our house. Hey, I'm embarrassed. Can we not bring that up? <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like... Then you threw my paintings out. I don't want to talk about it. Anyways. To the trash. Had a great time. He seemed normal. Got ghosted. Later found out he stole one of my credit cards. Oh my God. Can you imagine? I feel that's like I've heard up. of guys going or asking girls out on dates. 
racking up a bill and then leaving and then leaving it was like this one guy what? in particular he he went on like multiple multiple dates at the same restaurant and the waiter yeah. had to be like lady you're about to get tagged with but this bill th like you stole a credit card what the fuck is wrong with people who hurt you buddy but like no that's like jail time i don't i don't know if people go get arrested for stealing a credit card but that's crazy <laughs> oh my god I think I've also heard of people Venmoing themselves, like stealing a phone and then Venmoing themselves. What? Yeah. I feel like I've heard that. I need a better security on my phone. Um, one of our friends wrote, first date, he was married. <laughs> oh, boy. And someone else wrote in, he invited two guy friends to our first date. He later told me that he lived with his girlfriend. Fabulous. We all, what? We all love to what, go on What do you think was going to happen? Like, Dude, I, I don't know. Do you think he was like, somehow this is going to work out in my favor. I'm going to swindle her. I'm going to sweep her off her feet once I tell her I live with my girlfriend. I don't, I don't know. That is wild. Some people have no common sense. Or just like break up with your girlfriend if you're going to go out on dates. He's, way, he's weighing his options. Maybe it was um, a mutual thing. Like maybe he had a, a deal with his girlfriend that he knew. Like Do you they think were he actually said my girlfriend? I don't know. Maybe. But I think the issue is going, then continuing to date people who are looking for someone single. Like if you're in an open relationship and like you live with your girlfriend, that's fine. Like if you guys are doing that, that's like your own thing. But I feel like you have to be upfront to the other single people who you're looking for out there. Not everyone wants to date someone who's in an open relationship. You're wasting people's time. Yeah, like if I went on a date with you and you're like, oh yeah, but I have a girlfriend. I'd be like, what? What the fuck? Why am I here? That goes along with like being catfished and shit. Like you're wasting people's time. Yeah. And finally, let's talk about giving what? it to you straight. Oh, Where like, we answer all your burning oh questions. Jeez. All right. Well, question number one. What do you do when your partner isn't as goal oriented as you? I mean, we say this time and time again, like you, you need to address the problem. It's obviously something that upsets you. I, well, talk to them when it's just the two of you. Get in there and be like, listen. I want to aspire to do this, this, and that. And it seems like you're not on the same page as me. I mean, I, I don't think that it is always even though. Like, I don't think that every relationship has is full of partners that are equally goal-oriented or equally motivated. Um, but I think if this is someone who you've been with, like, I don't think that I would have gotten into a relationship with someone who didn't aspire for something greater than what they were. Like, I wanted to find someone who made me a better version of myself, but who was also looking to grow and prosper in their lives. So I think that that's a standard that you have to set for yourself. But with that said, if you're already in a relationship, I think that it, it comes down to why, like the why. What is going to drive this person? They have to find their why, because until you really dive deeper into like what motivates them, you're not going to be a motivated person or a goal-oriented person. Like they have to figure out what it is that drives them. So just keep asking the question, what and why? Like, why? Why do you want to do I this? I think you do also have to put in consideration, like, people do kind of change over time. Like, people's goals change and maybe just their outlook on life. And I think as that's happening, you need to be aware of that and kind of adjust accordingly to where you both are kind of on the same page. Well, 
I think people, yeah, it goes, everyone goes through seasons. Like I'm not always a hundred percent driven a hundred percent of the time. Like I feel like it, it ebbs and flows. So I think that recognizing in your partner, like, are they going through a certain season right now? Like, are they always unmotivated and not goal oriented? And maybe then just like sit down and go through what your plan is together as a couple. Cause like John and I do that. We sit down and we're like, what's our five-year plan? How do we get there? And like, not necessarily that we a common goal, a common I think goal. Yeah. That's what's most important. And that's what I was kind of trying to say. Like you, your goals might align in the beginning, but you might get off of like that trajectory down the road where you might want one thing and the partner wants something else. So it's kind of figuring out, but you can all have your, you can have your individual goals also. Yeah. But hitting those mine goals is to wake together. up at five in the morning and yours is not right. Exactly. So but I'm I, fine with you doing that. I think that, try to just be supportive of them, ask them, you know, what's important to them, like what's going on and work with them to figure out like how you could be a supportive partner. Correct. I agree. Okay. And for our final question, how do I tell my boyfriend that his father came on to me and kissed me? Where did he kiss you? <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Where? Yeah. What do you mean? Like on her body or like where? On her body. Yeah. In, oh, I was like in the basement, in the kitchen. <laughs> There's a lot of ways you take that. I just feel like I need more context to this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, like how? Was it like, good night. It was great like, seeing you. Pack on, on the cheek. on accident? Like when like you both are going in for a hug and like your lips touched. <laughs> like how did this happen? And he kissed me. Like, I need to know. And did you make out? I'm assuming the lips, John, the face lips, not the other ones. Oh, no, I fell into her vagina and kissed <laughs> yeah. her vagina. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I, and also, did you like it? Like, did you want to be kissed or did was it like... Ooh, that's true. You know? Or maybe him and his uh, son talked about it beforehand and maybe it's some weird... Uh, also, is the dad married? Like, is there a wife involved? Like, does your boyfriend's mom... This like, could be she, a movie. Yeah. I feel like this was too vague of a question that I can't give any advice until I have more information. But I'm going to say it's, uh, it seems wrong. <laughs> I'm going to say that um, the fact that you're asking a question about it and not just being like, oh, my God, this concerned. was awkward. Yeah, like to me, it seems like it's a little bit more in depth. So I'm going to say uh, you should probably just break up with your boyfriend because this shit is. I mean, also, family. are you under 18? You don't know. You're under 18. Uh, you could charge that motherfucker. What? I mean, what? You don't know. I I don't know. There's you're a right. lot of factors. Yeah, right. A lot of factors. Can you charge? Detective John is on the case, baby. But for a kiss, you could get someone in. You can't touch a fucking kid. You can't kiss a kid. I, yeah. An yeah. unsolicited kiss. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It scares me that you're questioning. I'd be like, can you kiss a kid? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, is that? I guess. Yeah. Oh, I mean, what the fuck? That guy's weird. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's just say they're above the age of eighteen. Of eighteen, because I don't like. I don't like well, talking about again, minors. It seems like it's unsolicited. I'm assuming, and if it is unsolicited, then yeah, that's somebody inappropriately touching you against your will. Uh, so you know what? I mean, communication is key, but <laughs> again, I just I need to know the intention here. Like, again, did you enjoy it, or was it like? You didn't want it. Please message us back. Yeah. I need, I need I to know. I have way more questions than answers. I, ha I have no answers. <laughs>
So anyway, I think that's Jesus. all that we have for you guys today. We should read a review from Scooby O. Hilariously inappropriate. I can't stop laughing. It feels like Alex and John are right there with you, just having a hilarious conversation. I knew from an early episode this podcast would be my favorite. Right when Alex said, "You give me that good pipe." Jesus. <laughs> yes. Hilariously inappropriate. Thank that sounds you. pretty accurate. Thank you. We would really appreciate it if you guys left us a five star review, like, subscribe, email. Uh, and if you have any questions, you could email us at hello at give it to me straight podcast.com. You can find us on Instagram at give it to me straight podcast. And we're on TikTok at give it to me straight. All right, guys. Thank you so much. See you next week. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.